Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Portland, Oregon today with my good friend Liz Eichen of KitchenTableFinances.com. She's a lifelong Oregonian that believes a family should discuss its finances around the kitchen table. In this episode, you'll hear three key stories and more about Portland, Oregon. Liz shares why Portland is known as the Rose City. Then we'll learn about the largest independent new and used bookstore. And finally, we'll hear why the locals don't need a voodoo donut and where they go instead. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Portland. Before we get started, I'd love it if you would give my show a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback improves the interviews and helps listeners find the show. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, we talked about a year ago about having you on the show and, you know, everything like fine wine, it age, it's better with age and we're ready to talk about Portland now. Yeah, this is so great. So what's your connection to Portland? I was born and raised just outside of Portland, just west on our family farm. It's a century old farm that we've had since 1884. So I've always been in and around the area. And then I lived in Portland for a while too. So obviously, you know, the, the city and the people very well. Name one word that kind of describes the city or the people. Oh, hipster. We have such a strong subculture for hipsters. They actually made a TV show about it called Portlandia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't really watch much TV anymore because <laughs> after we moved. But that's cool. Like, I guess there's a Nashville TV show also. And where I used to live in Orange County, they had the OC. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> when people come to visit Portland, what's the weather like? Is there certain times of the year that are better to visit or what's going on? If you were going to do one word to describe the weather, it would be gray. We get rain probably nine to 10 months out of the year. It's not like a straight rain. It's kind of that misty, ongoing, foggy, cloudy gray rain. However, if rain isn't a problem, the few times that the sun does break out, it is absolutely glorious here. Very green, a lot of natural spaces and green spaces. And so it can be pretty dismal at times, but definitely not something to get stuck on. So if somebody like really wanted the sun... The, the little bit warmer weather, when should they visit for that? Probably closer to the end of June through August is the best time. That's when we get our summer. Every once in a while we hit 100 degrees, but usually it's in the like 80s, sometimes 90s, but never too hot. So the best time is summer. So a great time to just wear some shorts and flip-flops and uh, a nice shirt and you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of rock and roll, uh, I know there's certain like festivals and concerts that kind of happen throughout the city during the summertime. Yeah, we have a lot. There's actually a jazz concert happening this weekend. We just got done doing a giant float on the river festival where 4,000 people showed up to float on the Willamette River. There's an ice cream festival coming up. We have lots of concerts in the park, lots of food events that happen throughout the city. Some are free, some are paid, but there's a lot of festivals and events that happen in the summer in Portland. Nice. And, and I know some of our travelers, they kind of travel on a budget. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the concerts at the park that are obviously free, right? Mm-hmm. Which park is that where they where they held those? So the best place to find those is to look through the local park and recreation district. 
Okay. They are at multiple parks throughout the city. So it just depends on when you're coming in. So some of them are at bigger parks, some of them are smaller parks, some of them are bigger named artists, some of them are local artists. So um, for those kind of concert in the park events, I would definitely check with the local park and recs district. Okay. That sounds good. So let's take a step back. And if people are coming to Portland, say from other parts of the US or you know internationally, there's just the one airport that's there, right? Yeah, we have Portland International Airport, which was actually recently ranked as number one by the Travel and Leisure magazine, the seventh year in a row, which is pretty exciting for our little airport. There's other small ones, but nowhere close to Portland. So if you're going to fly into Portland and you want to see Portland, you want to fly into PDX, into Portland International Airport. Okay. And so when they fly in there, what's the best way to get from the airport into the into the city? Do you need to rent a car? Is there like a, a shuttle or a light rail? Yeah, so we have kind of like light rail. We call it Max. It's our metro. Um, you can catch that into the city. We have every rideshare service you could think of here, and there's quite a lineup out front, so that's easy to catch one of those as well, or car rentals. For me, I think if you were going to just stay downtown, you could do rideshare into the city or take the Max train. You don't need to rent a car, but if you want to explore some of the perimeters of Portland, then it's definitely more advisable to rent a car for your visit. Maybe it's one of those things where you do a little bit of a combination of them, right? Like, cause airport uh, rental cars are notoriously a little bit more expensive than, than those when you rent in the city. So maybe you take the max into the city, explore around a little bit, walk around, see some of the sites there. And then, you know, for like a day trip, something like that, maybe you rent a car and head on out to uh, the Rose garden and other, the other attractions. And then when you're done for the day, take it back and then you go back uh, to walk around and take ride shares. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of flexibility. It's really easy to do that transition between, you know, multiple transportation options. So that's a great recommendation. Yes. Right on. Okay. So if they were going to rent a car, uh, and maybe they were going to rent a car for the whole week because they didn't want to have to worry about the hassle, those type of things. What's the parking situation like in, in the city? So in the city, it's mostly street parking, especially in downtown. It's all metered, uh, usually until I believe 7 p.m. So there is parking, but it can be tricky. And it seems like in the last few years, it's gotten a little bit harder to find parking just as Portland has grown. There's a lot more people. And so prepare some extra time if you're going to rent a car just to find parking. Yeah. If there are parking garages, one of the apps that I recommend is uh, Best Parking. I use that whenever I travel because like, you know, some of the hotels, they want to charge you like 40, 50 bucks for, for valet and best parking will find like the closest parking places. And it'll tell you like some really cool deals on, on the rates. Oh, that's great. That's good to know. I know there's a lot to do in, in Portland. It's been a number of years since, since I've been there. I think actually the last time was before we even had kids. So it's been a number of years. What are some of like the really good attractions that people really come to to the city and, and explore? Yeah, so I would say Powell's Bookstore is one of probably the best known bookstores in Portland, as well as around the world. I think it's the largest independently owned bookstore, and it is just phenomenal. It has three or four floors of books, and you could, you could spend all day in there. Um, there's a lot of other things, too. Like you mentioned the Rose Garden earlier. The International Rose Test Garden has over 7,000 varieties of roses, and and it is absolutely beautiful. It's also up on a hill. So you can oversee Portland, downtown Portland from it. And so it's just very scenic and beautiful to walk around and explore. There's also a lot of hiking trails all throughout Portland. If you go up to Pittock Mansion, it's this old mansion, again, up on the hill that overlooks Portland from a different angle. There's a lot of hiking trails around there as well as the mansion that you can go in and visit and the view of Portland itself. So what is, what is the Pittock mansion? Is it somebody that has like a, a real connection to the city or something? 
Yeah, so it was previously owned by the Pittock family, and they were instrumental in Portland, and it was just a private home for the longest time. He was a publisher for The Oregonian, which is the largest newspaper in Portland right now. And they were a pretty well-off family and had this beautiful mansion up on the hill. And then over time, eventually, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places. And now it's just kind of a historic spot to go see. But yeah, there was a connection. He was uh, just a well-known businessman and publisher in in the Portland area. Nice. And you mentioned as far as like the International Rose Test Garden. A lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of different cities have their rose gardens or their different gardens that people can go take a look and walk around. What does it mean when it's a test garden? That's a great question. I know that that's just the official name for it. And I think it's because there is so many varieties of roses that I'm not 100% sure why it's considered a test garden. I mean, obviously there's 7,000 varieties. I didn't even know there were 7,000 varieties total Mm -hmm. (laughs) of roses. So maybe that's like, they're just like creating new ones or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very interesting. We'll have to go visit and find out for ourselves. Yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) And then talking about food a little bit, one of the things that I guess everybody kind of knows about Portland, they think about it is voodoo donuts. Yes. (laughs) It's so funny because tourists go to Voodoo Donuts. So if you're from Portland, it's very unlikely that you're at Voodoo Donuts unless you're with somebody from out of town. Most Portlanders go to other places like Blue Star Donuts. Blue Star is phenomenal. It is an artisan donut shop, and they do a lot of amazing combinations of donut flavors, and it's all made fresh every day. And then once they're sold out, they're sold out, and they close up for the day. Voodoo Donuts has become actually more well-known because of the show Portlandia. A lot of people come to Portland to do a Portlandia tour, and Voodoo Donuts is one of the stops that they often will stop (laughs) and check out. So if you're coming to Portland and you don't want to look like a tourist and you kind of want to do the Portland thing, I would recommend going to Blue Star. Yeah, I'm guilty of being the the tourist guy. When we were there, actually, I I think my son was about one year old. We went to Voodoo Donuts, and uh, we had the a bunch of different varieties of them. There was one that was actually, it was like a voodoo doll with a little pretzel sticking into it as oh, if yeah. it somebody somebody had stuck the, the voodoo doll. And uh, they had a lot of different varieties. They had one that was like a massive one that was probably like 12 inches uh-huh. uh, in, in diameter and then grape ape and they had like cereal donuts, all sorts of other things. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's really cool, but I haven't been to Blue Star. I really want to go check that out now that you've given that recommendation. Yeah, I hope you get a chance to. It's amazing. Okay, so a couple other things before we get into, really get into the food uh, of the city. There's also a couple other things that people should really kind of check out. I think the Oregon Zoo is something that you recommend? Yeah, the Oregon Zoo is so fun. And they've actually done a lot of renovation. And so it's really both educational and just appealing to like go and walk around. Um, We have several elephants that are a big hit for locals and tourists. So if you ever just needed a day to like check out, walk around, I highly recommend the Oregon Zoo. I also recommend very close to the Oregon Zoo is the Portland Japanese Gardens. They are up on a hill and it is just absolutely stunning. It is probably one of the most peaceful gardens that we have in Portland. And you could just get lost all day just wandering around the gardens and the ponds that they have up there. And so I highly recommend if you're like, okay, I've done enough of the tourist stuff. I need to just kind of like unwind, check out the Portland Japanese gardens because you will not be disappointed by any means. Yeah, too many times, you know, I'm guilty of this as well, that as we are running around trying to explore everything that there is to do in the city, it's almost like you need a vacation for your vacation when you get back. And so sometimes you just kind of just stop and, and chill and actually just soak up the city and soak up some of the surroundings. And I think that sounds like a really good place to do that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a great place to do that. I think there's another thing that you that you mentioned. 
The world's smallest park? Oh, yeah. So in downtown Portland, just along the waterfront, it's really easy to miss, but we have this little park called Millen's Park. And it has been in the World Guinness Book of Records as the world's smallest park. And we still have that title. We've had it for years to have the world's smallest park. But it's definitely fun to go take a picture by and to go see. It's also something that you can easily miss. So if you were to go and explore and try to find it, I would definitely recommend looking it up ahead of time. Because you <laughs> probably are going to walk by it a couple times before you realize that that is the park. Okay. So before I Google it and try to look at some pictures of it, how small is this park? <laughs> it's so small. Oh, I want to say it's maybe like the size of a basketball and a half. It's so oh, wow. ti- it's so tiny. Oh, it meets all the qualifications of what a park is, so it's considered a park. You can't actually step into the park. It's too small for that, but you can sit on the perimeters of the park. Okay. Like it seems like it's so small like you couldn't even put both feet in there if you, even if you wanted to. No. Nope, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're right on. So, okay. So we've explored the city. We've run, mm-hmm. we walked around, did all these things. Obviously we need to be able to put our head down and, and sleep someplace. Are there certain parts of the city that we should avoid or that we should really f- focus in when we're looking for a hotel? I think the best prices that you're going to get for hotels are going to be either downtown or just on the outskirts. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any place that is like a, oh, don't go to that side of town. Okay. As with anywhere, I mean, be smart about being out and about in places that you're not familiar with. But overall, Portland is a pretty safe place to be. And we don't really have any particular areas that are definitely no-go zones. But, you know, feel free to shop around definitely and find places that you could, you know, you think you'd be comfortable. There's So the thing with Portland, too, is we like to be original. I think that's part of kind of our hipster subculture. Uh So while we have all the kind of major name brand hotels, if you're looking for a place to stay, we also have a lot of really fun boutique hotels that are comparable prices, too, which I know doesn't necessarily always work when you're trying to earn points and leverage that. But if you're going for an experience of the city and just what Portland's about, it's kind of fun to check out some of the hotels and try that out as an option. And you gave me in the in the notes, you gave me something that like, I guess one of the places that the Instagrammers really love. Oh yeah. So the Ace Hotel, it is an Instagram hotspot. There's a lot of Instagram pictures at this hotel because everywhere you turn, it's perfect. Um, it's also connected actually to a coffee shop called Stumptown Coffee. Um, historically, before Portland was Portland, it was called Stumptown because it was a logging city. And so okay. there was a lot of tree stumps. So we have Stumptown Coffee that is adjacent to the hotel. So that's also another draw to the hotel because it has that tie to the coffee shop. And there is two Ace Hotels. There's one here, and then they branched out and put one down in L.A. too. So there's two Ace Hotels in the world, as far as I am aware of. And it's a great place. It's great. It's kind of right central. It's just up from Powell's Books. It's easy to get to and from. And so it's a good place to check out, and even if you just stop by for a cup of coffee and hang out. For me, when I travel, like Kimpton is like my number one brand. That's why I generally try to stay. And I haven't stated this one yet, but my buddy tells me that the Vintage Hotel in Portland, that's his favorite of all the different Kimpton properties. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever been there or not. I haven't been there, but I've gone past it. So I know where it is. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And when I come, that's probably where I'm going to stay. So uh, we'll have to meet up and have some some drinks at Wine Hour there. There we go. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay, well, cool. So now we know where we're going to stay. we got a couple different options. Let's talk about the food a little bit before we go. What are some of the the places that we really must go to other than getting some donuts? Oh, yes. So food is my favorite conversation. So I think I could probably talk to you about food this entire podcast. Portland has grown so much over the last like 
probably eight to 10 years in the food scene down here. And it is amazing. If you want good coffee and good food, come to Portland because we have it. Probably my favorite breakfast place to go, and it's not just a breakfast place, but I love the breakfast they have there. It's called Tasty and Alder, and it's delicious. Like, I've never had anything there that has not just been, like, the most amazing experience with food. So, highly recommend that. But if you are going to go, just be prepared to stand in a line. The line usually starts 30 to 45 minutes before the restaurant even opens up, but it's definitely worth the wait. There is a lot of other places that you could go. There is Grassa, which is an Italian restaurant. There is Slappy Cakes, which is a DIY pancake shop where you're going to make your own pancakes at your booth in the restaurant. Oh, nice. Yeah, super fun. And then you can add toppings. And so you're the chef in the restaurant, which is super fun. Yeah, that's one of the things I guess you know, everybody loves, like a Korean barbecue and all those things where you can, or Mongolian barbecue where you can make the stuff right there in front of you. But I haven't seen too many places that kind of flipped it a little bit and, and made it for the breakfast side. Yeah, I, I think Portland might be the only U.S. Slappy Cakes here. I think there is another one, but I think it's overseas. Okay. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. You know, you get coffee, you get pancake batter in these um, bottles, and then you just, you can design stuff on the the grill in front of you. There's so many different things you can do with it. It's just fun. It's a great way to start the day. Nice. There's uh, something similar to that. Uh, I think it's the same concept. It's called Funky Griddle. It's here in, in Nashville. Oh. And I haven't, I haven't been there yet, but it's definitely on my list of places to go. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So as much as I love breakfast and pancakes and friends and all the other good things, what are some of the other places where we're going to go? Because there are two other meals of the day. Yeah. So I would say for lunch, you want to run over to Porqueno. They have the best street tacos in the city. Again, you will not be disappointed. And that is another place that has a long line. A lot of these places um, have kind of been discovered and both by locals and visitors. So they are often frequented. And Porqueno is delicious. So I highly recommend that. I also recommend visiting Mother's Bistro. It's a good lunchtime. You can do breakfast there too, but it's also a great place to go for lunch We have the Tin Shed Garden Cafe. Cafe Mingo is another great place. So there's just kind of endless opportunities, but I would say Porqueno for lunch for sure. I would definitely go there. Nice, nice. Yeah. And so it's like kind of like you said pork tacos. Is that what it is? You can do pork. You can do chicken, beef. They have every variety, but they're street tacos and you can mix and match them too. So if you want to try one or the other, but they are... Not expensive, which is wonderful if you're a frugal traveler. Sure. But they are also very filling, and it's a super fun atmosphere that it has. Yeah, sometimes like when you go to a restaurant, it's all about the atmosphere. I mean, if it has great food but a a bad atmosphere Mm -hmm. uh, versus like you know kind of mediocre food but like a great atmosphere, I will go to the place with a great atmosphere every time. Absolutely. I agree. Well, hey, you know, I really appreciate you sharing so many different ideas and, and tips for people when they come to Portland. But now it's time for the final countdown. So if... A traveler only had time for one meal in Portland. Where should they go and what should they eat? Okay, so if you only had time for one meal, I would recommend that you go to the Portland City Grill. Portland City Grill is in the north part of downtown Portland, and it is on the 30th floor. And so what you do is you go into this building. It's all businesses, and then on the 30th floor, they have this restaurant. But you can see all of Portland, and you're right above the water, and so it's it's absolutely stunning. They have a great happy hour, but anytime you want to go there, it's phenomenal for the views and for the food. All right. And so obviously it has great views and everything like that, but if you were going to go there, what would you eat or what would you recommend somebody to to go eat there? 
you know, I usually go for the happy hour, so I tend to go for more of the appetizers. Sure. I've really enjoyed the sliders that they have there. I often go for the sliders because it's just enough. It's like filling enough to make it a meal, but it's also being frugal, not going to break the bank. You know, it's it's light on the, the money side. I, hey, anytime I can save money, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, right on. So you've lived in Portland, like you said, all your life, but you travel around a lot, but you spent a lot of time in Portland. What's one of your most memorable stories of living in Portland? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you are living in a place, sometimes, you know, you, it's just the everyday. But I think one of the like best moments I had, and this to some people might be like, oh, that's no big deal. I totally get that. But I signed up to do the Shamrock Run with some friends, and they have over 20,000 people that show up to do this run. And so it's like Portland kind of just comes out and hangs out together, um, does this run. It's really fun. So I think that was probably one of my best memories was just really hanging out with everybody in the city. It's a very inviting, welcoming city. So it's fun. Nice. And so like when you did the run, is it one of those things where it kind of runs through some of the highlights of the city and, and things like that? It does. It actually takes you right through downtown. They close down streets. And so you're literally running through downtown Portland. So you go past several of the highlights. Um, You're along the waterfront, which is stunning. Yeah, it's just a lot of really positive energy. That's awesome. And like, you know, I mean, if you're going for a run, it's cool to be around everybody else that has like that great attitude. If you get tired, like you got somebody else next to you kind of picking you up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so speaking of like fun times and like you're having a great time with friends, where's the happiest happy hour in Portland? Yeah, it's a little restaurant called Pock Pock. It is a Thai street food restaurant. They have lots of food like fish sauce wings and super unique beverages. Very fun atmosphere, very lively, and great food. Nice. Yeah, my, I, I'm sure my wife would love it uh, whenever we come out and visit. Definitely going to have to go there. Mm-hmm. So one place that I always like to go whenever we travel is uh, we go for look for some pepperoni pizza. <laughs> so what's the best pepperoni pizza in town? There's a place called Sizzle Pie. That is the place you want to go for pizza. What's uh, so special about it? Uh, It's unique to Portland and it just, it tastes delicious. You know when you have a good piece of pizza and it just, you walk away feeling really satisfied? That's the sort of feel you get when you have sizzle pie pizza. That's how I feel every time I have pizza, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good too. (laughs) That's one of my four basic food groups. But (laughs) is it like a thin crust, thick crust? Like what's kind of like the style? How would you describe the pizza? So they have the options. You can choose thin, you can choose thick. It's kind of what your preference is. Both are phenomenal. And it's that really like crispy, yummy crust. Oh, nice, nice. For all the listeners out there uh, who like to travel, what's your favorite travel tip? Yeah, so I think one of the things that I realized when I traveled more extensively than I do now is planning ahead really helps in the sense that sometimes there are deals that you can find ahead of time. For instance, when I flew into London, I knew the day that I was going to be there and the time that I was flying in. So I was able to book my transport into the city on their metro on the express line for the same price as what it would have been if I had showed up the same day and paid for just kind of the standard train into the city. And it was able to cut out 45 extra minutes that gave me more time to explore and play. So my travel tip would be to do some research ahead of time. Don't necessarily discard the more expensive options because sometimes if you look ahead you can make it less expensive you can find that option to experience the high end for the low end price (laughs) there you go 
Absolutely. They almost like look for the people that are unprepared and they just talk it to them on the price. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Liz, I really appreciate you being on the show. I've learned a lot more about Portland. I really want to go back. I want to come hang out and explore the rest of the city with you and, uh, and my family. And so for the people who don't know anything about you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, where people can find you on the internet and, and uh, what, you, what you do like on a day-to-day? Yeah. So on the internet, I'm a blogger. I have a blog called Kitchen Table Finances, and it is both the story of my journey to financial independence and debt freedom. I am not debt free yet, but I am working my way there. And I do a lot of side hustles too. So I share a lot of ways that you can earn extra income on top of having a full-time job like I do right now. So it's a lot of my personal story, but hopefully inspirational to other readers. So you can check that out at kitchentablefinances.com. And I am also on all major social media platforms as well. Right on. And so we'll have links to all this in the in the show notes. If you're driving around doing whatever, don't worry about it. We'll be able to go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Portland and you'll be able to find all these links. Again, thanks for being on the show. It's been a great talking to you and look forward to seeing you at the next FinCon. Thanks, Lee. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to see you then too. It's been several years since I visited Portland, but after talking with Liz, I'm ready to book a return trip right now. I love to walk through the Rose Test Garden with my family and take in the beauty and the fragrances. When we visited Portland, Voodoo Donuts was really good, but if the locals go to Blue Star, I want to try them out too so that way I can see which ones I like best. And of course, we'll make time to hike to Piddick Mansion for the great views of the city before we visit the world's smallest park. Big thanks to Liz for coming onto the show and sharing her story. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Portland, Oregon. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Portland. And you can join the conversation in the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook to ask us questions about any of your upcoming vacations. Join us next time as we head down under to visit Cairns, Australia, the home of the Great Barrier Reef. My new friend Tyson Franklin of the It's No Secret with Dr. T podcast shares where you can zipline over a huge crocodile, why you should rent a car when you visit, and why the mangoes are simply better in Cairns. We hope you have to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 